Welcome to the Backend Brain Podcast, a podcast dedicated to exploring the latest innovative system solutions and technology trends so that your business operations and systems can function like a backend brain as brilliant as you are. I'm your host, Courtney Lazar, the founder and CEO of Systems Up, a team of professional systems champions and educators on a mission to prove that with the right tailored to them tools, systems, and automations can help entrepreneurs go big without breaking down. So sit back, relax, and let's dive in. Okay, everybody, I am so excited for today's guest episode. We are featuring Becca Mitchell, who is the founder and CEO of Black Diamond Copy Co. Actually, I've known Becca for a really like long time now, ever since I started my business, actually. Becca was the very first person that I hired five years ago. So I've known Becca for a really long time. She is an amazing, amazing copywriter. So if you guys haven't, don't know who Becca is or haven't got to connect with Becca, definitely want to head over to her Instagram and say hi. But Becca, I would love for you to start us out by telling everybody a little bit more about yourself and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me, first of all. And I know I always think that's so funny that you were one of the very first people that I connected with when I first started. I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) Same, to be (laughs) honest. (laughs) Back in 2017, what a time. But yes, my name is Becca and I'm a copywriter who got my start in this space back in 2017, more so as like a virtual assistant, social media manager type of person and now have evolved into a full-fledged copywriter who specializes in working with female business owners to write website copy, sales copy, and like email funnels, yeah. mostly. Yeah. And you, like you said, you started out in social media management. I think that was the first thing that I had actually hired you to do was social media for one of like Boost Mobile, I think is what it was. It was. <laughs> so oh long gosh, ago. Yes. It's so crazy yes, how much our was. businesses and just in general have changed since then. But yeah, that was a yeah blast from the past. And I can't believe like we were both like brand new, brand new to this space. Like that was mm-hmm. my first month in business that I like brought you on. And that was, yeah, a long time ago. So I'm so excited to be you know chatting today and like getting everybody to know a little bit more about you and what you do because we have our businesses have evolved drastically over the past five years. I know yours has as well. And you are now in copywriting, which I mean, honestly, all along, like you did so much copy, like you didn't you write a book or something a long time ago? (laughs) Yeah. So I actually I did get a degree in journalism and public relations. And then before I graduated college, I actually already got hired at Thought Catalog um, to write write articles um, and like copy edit other writers and publish them on the website. And I did write a book when I was there. That's what I thought. Okay. I remember like, it's like, oh my gosh, this girl, she's written a book. Like she's been published by (laughs) Thought Catalog. Like she's amazing. So yeah, I'm really glad we'll be, we'll chat more about copywriting today. And just because like, you know, here, with our company. As you know, we just went through a huge rebrand, including like our positioning, our brand voice, website, like all the things. And it's been a lot of us really having to go in and like update some copy, like things to kind of put us back you know, with our new positioning to make everything make sense. We basically had to rebuild our business from the ground up and copy is a huge piece of that. And so this topic obviously like hits home for us a lot as well. And I know that you work a lot with both sales and website copy. So I was wondering, you know, what is the biggest difference if you could explain to somebody the difference between sales and website copy and how does knowing the difference and implementing it in their business benefit a business owner? Really those two differentiating like between sales and website copy. Yeah. So they definitely serve different purposes, right? Like you wouldn't really try to sell a full blown course just in your website. So sales copy 
I would say in its simplest form is like designed to persuade a reader to take a specific action. So making a purchase, even like signing up for a newsletter or filling out your like inquiry form or application. So it's really about converting leads by using persuasive, clear, emotion-driven copy. And then your website, I think, should be your storefront. So it should focus on like informing your readers of everything that you do, the products, the services that you provide. I think leaning into like what makes you different, your company values, and really just like informing the reader of who you are, what you stand for, and then also establishing that credibility and trust so that they can then make the decision between you and somebody else. Because oftentimes people are like, oh, I need a copywriter. Let me look at these multiple different businesses and see who feels more aligned with me. So that's kind of the main difference between the two, but really you want to inform the reader and have it be really clear overall. Okay. And that actually leads into another question. I'm going to kind of hop around questions because that kind of perfectly like cues me up for something that, you know, we even, we struggle with this sometimes, but when you're trying to balance between copy that's informative and instructive versus something that's very personality oriented, especially like, you know, in the remote space, sometimes a website is all people have to really get to know who you are, or who your business is. And so So how do you really find a balance to implement both personality and getting a good, you know, feeling or vibe for who the business or the entrepreneur is, but still maintaining something that's informative and instructive, that's giving them the information that they need to be able to make a purchasing decision? Yes. Okay. So I think it's a real balance between the two. You do want it to be informative, but informative does not mean stuffy. So this is kind of something where I've seen this topic come up now, like too, with the age of like chat GPT and AI kind of coming in. Um, And I actually did a post about this on my Instagram a few weeks ago. But basically what I said was that when you type something into chat GPT, I don't know if you've used it. Yeah, Uh Yeah. Yeah. So when you type something in, typically like what it spits out is like very formal responses. Yes. So that's like informative, right? Mm -hmm. But that probably doesn't sound like something that you'd ever say. So that's why adding in personality is so important because if people start using it and just taking it at face value, then the market's going to be flooded with generic copy that's uninteresting, sounds the same versus, yeah, (laughs) boring. When you add in your own brand voice and your own personality, it makes it more unique and personal and sought after. And that's what people connect with. So it's really finding that balance like of, okay, well, what do you offer? And then like, why should people care about that? And how is that going to benefit them? So really creating copy that's engaging, relatable and memorable is what you want to be doing. Okay. And so then like as a copywriter, what would you say is like, this is kind of going rogue off of normal, normal questions we were going to ask, but you know, what would you say is the thing that's the most helpful for you when somebody is giving you feedback on copy you've written. So let's say for an example, I know you wouldn't do this because you do an amazing job, but like, let's say you wrote some more like bland copy that didn't have a ton of personality into it. What is the best way for people to communicate to a copywriter? Like how to spruce up the copy, right? Like I know even for me, that's sometimes, sometimes something that's hard for me to articulate to, to somebody is like, Hey, like, something about this just quite, quite isn't there, but I don't know how to explain or give feedback to get it to that Mm -hmm. point. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, (laughs) 
It does. It's pretty hard. A lot of the times it like with giving feedback, you know, there'll be like a word They're like, oh, I wouldn't say this word specifically. So like kind of thinking about the words or like even the phrasing, like, is it maybe, you know, like I had had a client who was very strict about wanting all the voices to be active versus passive. So that was something where I needed to make sure I started this, all the sentences off with like, we will do this versus like, you know, do you want us to paint your house? Like something like that, where it's more like direct. So for her, that was like something that she knew that she really wanted. I think for me, I really do enjoy working with more established business owners who do already have their brand voice defined so that that way on my questionnaire, when I do send that to them, it's like, okay, what words do you like? Which words do you don't like? Like, what is your form of grammar? Like, what is the main message that you want to convey? And those are, of course, things that I'll help them find too. But in terms of like giving the feedback, once I know those things, it actually makes the writing process so much easier to get that point across. But even coming back to things that are so basic and so simple, like, do you want short sentences? Do you want longer paragraphs? Like, do you use typically more run-on sentences? Do you use like M dashes? What type of style do you have? And then typically that's a little bit easier for that feedback, but you know, typically I just like it on a Google doc. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> the easiest way for people to go in and like highlight specific areas of yeah. their copy and say, this sentence isn't landing. I don't know why even that can be really helpful because then I say, okay, like, let me rewrite this sentence in multiple different ways. And I love giving options. So I'll give like, you know, three, five, 10 options, depending on what it is. And typically that's when they're like, yes, this is it. Yeah. Like feels much better. Even when they don't know, just pointing to a specific area of the copy can make a huge difference. Yeah. And I think that's like kind of where our personal hangup is right now, because like I said, we've just gone through like a massive shift and rebrand and all the things. So I think we're still trying to get a handle on like, what is our brand voice going to sound like now moving forward? And like make, it's hard because it's like, that's going to be, you know, a personality for your business online. And it's hard to, especially for people that aren't copywriters like myself to like really figure out how to articulate and decide those things. So I was just kind of curious, like what, as a copywriter, like how do people typically like give you that type of feedback? Because I could see that, you know, being, you know, a hang up for somebody in your position, you know, when you're trying to like go through and like really represent different personalities for different businesses, like going back and forth between different tone and, and like how much are are we witty? Are we humorous? Are we educational? Like how are we drafting, you know, client to client, what that personality looks like. And so I would even think for me that it would sometimes get like confusing, like your brain would have to be able to switch, you know, back and forth. Okay. This client, we we write in this way and, and vice versa. So you have a talent that I I definitely did not get Becca. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's always going to be, you know, like a little bit challenging. That's another thing that I really like to do is, you know, like yesterday I worked um, with a photographer for her website. She was an adventure elopement photographer, but like rooted in like true adventure, like bungee jumping on your wedding day, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like not necessarily like going to like the woods, but like true, like shark diving and yeah. all this crazy stuff. And, you know, like, so I ask her specific, like, references, like, oh, do you like sayings like this? Are there any type of, like, words or phrases that you say to your clients? Are there any references you make? You know, like, I think you, like, love friends. <laughs> so, and, like, you know, if you, had a, if you had a personal brand, it would make sense for you to, like, infuse those friends' references in, yeah. not, of course, like, flooding every 
page, but you know, a little hint there here and there, I think can make a really big difference and like make it stand out because people really do want to work with people who they feel are a good fit personality wise. Yeah. That they can relate to. I think that's like one of the Mm -hmm. biggest things that like when I'm looking for people that I want to work with, it's like, Oh, I can relate to this person. Like they have personality. Like we have commonalities between the two of us. And that's what truly is like a deciding factor. Like if I were to be comparing two different people that I wanted to work with against one another, I think like, obviously like skill is going to be a determining factor in that. But I really do think it's super important for you to mesh and like have similarities and like have how you, how your personalities just connect and jive. So I would say, you know, the same, same thing for like when you're working with your clients as well, that plays an influencing factor. Yeah. Like I want to work with more personal brands that are like fun. And again, it doesn't mean everything needs to be fun. Like we still do want the coffee to be informative, but it's like adding that personality into me has always kind of been my leading message. And like, you know, now I think it's like more important than ever, especially with again, like AI and chat GPT, like you really do want to like stand out and not, if you can't tell the difference between you and the next person, there's like, you know, yes, exactly. Like you are your own individual, like let that shine through. Okay. And so kind of switching gears and thinking about like sales copy versus, you know, just copy in general, but what steps would you give business owners who are looking to write sales copy that converts well? Like what, what do you think are the key pieces to that? Sorry to interrupt the flow, but this will be real quick. So you guys have downloaded ClickUp, but you kind of don't know where to get started. No worries. We've got a one-stop template shop full of ClickUp templates that will get rid of that headache. You can use our done for you plug in and play templates to systematically scale your business so you can generate more revenue and more time, which means you're growing your business rather than managing it. All you have to do is go to the shop link below in the show notes and get what you need. We have templates for coaches, virtual assistants, OBMs, and social media managers. You can purchase templates individually or you can buy them as a bundle. So do yourself a favor and check out our ClickUp templates today so you can start focusing on the bigger picture in your business. Now, back to the show. Yes, so like I said, like for sales copy, you do want it to lead your reader to take a specific action. So like, let's just say somebody's creating a course or some type of program, right? You're going to want to, of course, like everyone says, define your target audience. So get really clear on who this person is. And I think a lot of times people do this, but not to like the core extent that they want addressed in their copy. So instead of saying like, oh, they want freedom, get deeper than that. Like, what does that mean? Like, how is that going to show up in their life? Like, do they want freedom because they want to be able to pick their kid up early from daycare? They want freedom so that they can like go to you know, Australia on a Tuesday, like what do they want that freedom for? And what does that actually look like in their day-to-day life? I think knowing that and getting clear on exactly who you're for is going to make a huge difference. And then another thing that's really, really important and slightly overlooked is when you're writing copy to highlight the benefits. (laughs) So not just the features. That's like a huge thing that people do is focus on like, oh, well you get two calls a month and Slack support and Voxer and all this stuff. But it's like, those are great, but those are the features. You need the benefits to really show the reader like how your course program is actually going to meet their needs and get them to the other side of where they want to be, which is also something that you need to be very clear on. Like, what is the big promise of your program? I think that's something that gets like, 
well, you know, maybe it could be this or this. It's like, you should have one really clear objective that you're going to help your students get to. And then of course it's things like making sure that it's actually engaging. Something that I say a lot is like, if you don't want to read your own copy, why would anyone else? Like if you find it boring, so just assume everyone else finds it boring. So you really want to like optimize it for readability, like use short paragraphs, make it engaging, bullet points, subheadings, all that stuff, but also read it out loud. That's typically where you find those key things that you're missing. It's like, or you find like words that you repeat in the sentence. Like a lot of times, you know, you won't notice that if you're reading it in your head because you're kind of skimming through. But when you read it out loud, you're like, oh, I used ready twice in the same sentence. So that's, you know, something that you'll pick up on more when you do read out loud. And then of course, really clear call to actions. Somebody reached out to me recently about revamping their tripwire because it wasn't converting at all. And I was reading through it and I did not even find a button to buy until the very bottom of the page. And I was like, we need this button throughout the whole thing. Like people probably aren't buying because they are like, okay, Where? great. But like now what am I supposed to do? You know, but you want it to be as easy as possible. And then of course, also social proof. You want to use like screenshots, testimonials, videos, all of that to really showcase like the positive results that you've had for other students and like how this has transformed their life. So it's giving you that again, trust and credibility that's making people feel like really good when they are going through the buying yeah. process. So you, one of the things that you touched on was talking about, you know, not just highlighting the features, but like what the end result is really going to be. Somebody explained it to me one time as like, Hawaiiizing your copy. And what they meant by that was when you book a trip or like a vacation to Hawaii, you don't care about like little nuances about like how you're going to get there and how long is the flight and like what airline am I flying? You care about what you're going to do when you get to Hawaii. Like I'm going to go snorkeling and I'm going to go eat a ton of seafood. And so that's how obviously copy is not my thing, like creative stuff, not my jam. And so trying to like get into that mind space was really hard for me. And then somebody explained it to me like that. And I was like, oh, light bulb that makes sense to me like I can I can work with that so that's you know like just like what you were talking about is like what what are we focusing on like our end result our end like how is this benefiting them what is waiting for them on the other side type of a situation yeah because I mean so often too it's like I feel like people offer stuff they're like but there's so much value and it's like okay that's amazing that you have like all these touch points but yeah like what is the benefit to the person who's going to be joining. Like you can have 18 calls, but what are you going to accomplish? Like, where are they going to get at the end of this? So yeah, it's like really focusing on that versus like, just like completely stuffing your offer full of these deliverables. Like deliverables are great, but people want an end result. They want to know like what their time is going to be spent doing and how you're actually going to help them achieve it. And it's not just like an empty promise. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess then on like the flip side of that, do you have any like typical things that you see people making mistakes with when it comes to their copy? Yes. So I actually would say the number one thing that I don't think a lot of people realize is that there's like a good chance people don't know what you do exists Mm -hmm. or like how you can help them. So it's, it's funny. I, you know, go out into the world. (laughs) And like, I had an eye appointment a few weeks ago. And this is just one example. This happens constantly when I meet new people, just like in my day-to-day life, they'll say, oh, what do you do? And I say, oh, I'm a copywriter. And they have no clue. Eyes blaze over. They're like, huh? No, absolutely no idea. I still have people who reach out to work with me and they say, oh, I didn't know that you could pay somebody 
to write your copy for you. Like I need to break it down into the simplest form. Like I even, you know, went home a few weeks ago, went to my high school friend's baby shower and my other friend's mom was there and they've been business owners my entire life. And I said, oh yeah, you know, like I run my own copywriting business and I had to like break it down. I was like, okay, so you guys have a business website. Like people don't get really what you do. So I think breaking it down, you want to explain what you do in a very simple way. And a lot of people come in with the assumption that you already know. You already know what they do because they're experts at it, but you have to take the person, uh, the viewpoint point of the person who actually doesn't know and explain it that way. That's something that's so important. It's just like using like industry jargon. There's like technical terms that, you know, make it inaccessible to your reader. They don't know what you're saying. So it's much better to use like simple, clear, easy to understand language that will also help with like the lack of clarity that people, if people come, they don't understand what you do right away. They're probably going to leave. Like they're not going to try to figure it out. Like you really do want it to be very simple when somebody lands on your website. We can personally resonate with that just because, you know, as people that build out systems, like the amount of times I've attempted to explain to people, like what you said, when people ask me what I do, I hate when I get that question because it is not a simple answer because nobody understands. But even like educating people that end up in our bubble somehow on what we do, who we serve, like what it is, like what are systems strategists, you know, what it is that we do for your business. Why is it important to your business? You know, systems sometimes is not like, you know, the sexy fun side of business, kind of like finance or legal. And so it's really how we represent ourselves on our website or in our copy or on our social. Like that is like so important for us because that is how we're familiarizing or educating people with what we do with something that isn't super like most people aren't familiar with so to speak yeah that makes sense it it is interesting when you like think about it from yeah someone else's perspective you know like especially working with some of the clients that I've worked with I'm like I didn't know your business was a thing yeah you know so it's like explain it to me. Like I just found out about it because I did just find out about it. Like, what do you do in your like simplest form? And that's something that I think that's the question that people need to be asking is like, take strip everything away, all your expertise. Like what do you do? Like, what is the root thing that you do at the end of the day? Like, how would you explain it to, you know, a five-year-old? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much, that's how it is. (laughs) Every time I'm having this conversation is I have to really like bring it down to basic terminology to explain, you know, what it is that we do. But speaking of systems, and I know this is not what your typical ball field is of like things that you personally enjoy, Becca, but we always love chatting about systems on the podcast. And so, you know, our team, obviously, you know, we use ClickUp. It's our favorite. We preach it, shout to the rooftops type of situation. Um, But I'm curious, what types of platform recommendations do you have that you've been using to run your business for other copywriters? We also use ClickUp. I, (laughs) you know this, I was resistant to using ClickUp for years. I, Absolutely, would be like if, if you want me to be like on your team and a retainer, like yeah, don't put me in. I can't do it. <laughs> I won't use it. But I recently, last year, two years ago, year and a half, I don't remember when it was, did make the switch to ClickUp, and I have one page in ClickUp. That's okay. That is it. We have one page. I have it kind of laid out. It's like wait, contract waiting to be signed pending questionnaire, working on edits. And it's just one kind of like a long form page. That's the only thing I look at. That's the only thing I need. And it's great. It works very well for me. Um, We also use Dubsado for all of our contracts invoicing. I love Dubsado. I've used it from the beginning. Slack 
for, you know, day-to-day communication and Google Docs. <laughs> the Google Suite is my life. I live, breathe, and spend all my free time in Google. So yeah, I mean, honestly, like the leaner the platform is the better, to be totally honest. That's what we tell our clients. It's like you don't need to be using all these platforms and all the bells and whistles and all the features because that just creates more chaos and overwhelm nine times out of ten. So it's finding and figuring out what like works best for you and using it. Because that's the other thing is if you're trying to integrate or use something that other people don't typically or like other people typically use, but it's just not clicking for you, you're not gonna want to use it and it's not gonna help you. Like you're mm-hmm. forcing yourself, like, what is it, a, squ- a peg into a round hole or square peg into a round hole. Was that the yes. thing is? It's just like, yes. that's what it's like, you know? And so I totally get, it. I'm glad that you're like utilizing it in the way that you need to, because I think that's a lot of the time when we have clients come to us and talk about ClickUp, like, oh, it's overwhelming. Like, I don't know how to use it. And that's what we always like reiterate to our client is like, you don't have to use everything. Like there's a ton of things in here. We need to manipulate it to work what's best for you, your team, your learning style, and how you are going to actually want to utilize it for your business. So I'm proud of you for using it and using it in the way that you want to use it back. So yes, I know it's been, it's been great. I do love it. And now that I know how to use it too, it's just, I always thought it would need to be this big complicated thing, but it, thing. it really doesn't. Yeah. Well, Beck, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast today. And if anybody is interested in working with you is needing copy help, how do they reach out to you? Like what's the process look like and what are your options? Yes. So I would love to work with people who are listening to this. So reach out to me, please. I am very active on Instagram. My Instagram is at black diamond copy co. My website is blackdiamondcopy.co. So I'm those are kind of my two hubs. If you want to reach out, those are the places to do it. Um, and then my signature offer is a VIP day. It is also systematized through Dubsado. <laughs> so you can actually like book one right on my website. There's a form at the bottom. And if VIP days aren't your jam, um, I do also do projects. So feel free to reach out. I specialize in website copy, email funnels, sales pages, landing pages, ad copy. Those are kind of my, my main jams. So yeah, if you need help with any of those, I would love to talk and support you. Awesome. Amazing. And for everybody listening, we'll make sure to link all of that in the show notes. You guys have easy, quick access to that. If you want to reach out to Becca and then Beck in true form fashion with our podcast, we're going to wrap up with some quick rapid fire questions. So are you ready for your questions? I guess. (laughs) Okay. First one is what is your favorite TV show? That question. Oh, it's so hard. Um, I mean, I love lighthearted comedies. I like like The Office, Shit's Creek, Brooklyn Nine Nine, anything that's not too serious. Yeah. Those are my jams. Okay, awesome. I do like Shit's Creek. I've seen that a couple of times. I haven't seen a lot of, and I you're gonna hate me for this, but I watched one episode of The Office and I was like, I can't get on board. I don't like it for some reason. But I've watched it multiple times. Yeah, it my- is kind of cringy, but it's. I like it. We're we we're rewatching it right now. My so. sister's like, you got to give it a couple more episodes. So I'm sure I've got to like. I'm constantly like rewatching old show. Like I'll rewatch yes. Friends. I'll re- rewatch yes. Game of Thrones or something. I'm like, I go back to my comfort series. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. What is your favorite meal? Oh my gosh. Okay. My favorite meal is probably crab legs, steak, and artichokes. <laughs> I, why did I know you were going to say? I was on the fence between artichokes and arugula was going to be your favorite. Oh, I also do love arugula. Yeah. Yes. Basically, if I could have like a bundle of crab legs, an artichoke, a half a steak, and like a, arugula. arugula salad with red onion, I'd be happy. There we go. That's Becca's Becca's meal <laughs> right there. Uh, and bagels. I'm so predictable. Bagels? bagels? Too, I need those. 
Okay. Yes. I'm actually trying in the process to like make my own bagels. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. I've I'll done make that sure before. to you updated. It's fun. You have to give them the water bath. That's what I heard. Like you boil them. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll you see how it goes. Um, yeah. And then what is your favorite place you've ever traveled to? Chiang Mai, Thailand. Okay. I have not been to Thailand. I have like my, my, my dad's been, but I have never been. And I've heard it was really, really pretty. I dream of going back like every day. I, think I, watched a movie. <laughs> I know I watched a movie on a plane the other day about like Bali and I was like, why don't I just leave everything right yeah. now? <laughs> it wasn't If it wasn't for Waylon, my dog, yeah. I would. I love him so much. I don't know how I'm going to leave him for three weeks this summer. But yeah, like, Waylon appreciates that. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's my he's my little baby. So awesome. Well, again, thank you so much, Becca, for joining us today. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us about everything copy related. You know, as I said, you know, it's not my jam. So I love, you know, listening and absorbing all the information from you because I feel like I'm getting a lesson every time I do. So really appreciate you coming on today. And for everybody else listening, everything else, like I mentioned, is linked in the show notes. And we will see you guys on next week's episode. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Back End Brain Podcast. If you have a minute, share what you heard with a friend, leave us a review, or DM us on Instagram to let us know what you want to hear next. Don't forget to join us next week as we continue to dig into the world of business systems and tech.